0: And welcome to BoardWars.eu, which is your bi-weekly podcast about Star Wars Imperial Assault, a miniatures game by Fantasy Flight Games. And um, like always, we have um, myself as host and we have Henrik. Uh, Hello. And Hendrik. Hi. Antonia again is uh, absent from the cast because she has to study again for her one of her last exams I heard. It doesn't matter. We still have a lot of talk, a lot to talk about, and um, also, uh, since we are at the start of the episode, uh, I want to invite all of you listening. If you are from the European Union or the UK or somewhere somewhere from Europe in the same time <laughs> zone, uh, and if you want to come on the on the show or want to play with us on Roll Twenty, drop us a line at uh, our email or on Facebook. And we will uh, try to get you on the show because we are still uh, four people. Since some of the some of the other guys keep uh, missing shows, I want to have a little bit more of the discussion for most of the topics. So, um, if you want to, if you play the game and uh, want to talk about it, just drop us a line, and we'll see if you can bring you on the show. So. That's for the intro, because I want to speed through this today, because we have a lot to talk about. Not only uh, do we have a new uh, news article on the FFG site, which we'll talk about shortly, but also my Twin Shadows copy from Isaac, from the US, arrived. And I played the first mission, and we'll talk about the first mission. And I played uh, a skirmish tournament in, in Vienna, in Siren Games. It was rather small, but... Uh, I will also talk about this, and we will talk about our online campaigns, the games we played on during our online campaign. It was just one game, so it's not that much to talk about, but whatever. And I think that's it. We will also try to talk about uh, a few core box missions, story missions, to wrap up what the core box has to offer before we deep dive into Twin Shadows. But whatever. So, uh, with that out of the way, um, Hendrik, Hervik, how were your last two weeks? Anything notable?
1: Well, I only played some Star Wars role-playing games, so that's close enough, but not really Imperial Assault, so that's what
0: yeah, I Yeah, you, you did You did play Imperial Assault online with us. So yeah, right? that too, so. but we'll talk about that later, yeah.
2: Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't on the Roll20 game, but I played... Dungeons & Dragons fifth edition, but I don't know if anybody played 3.5 or has any comparison. But it seems uh, really easy for getting into role playing for new players. So
1: yeah, has been fun.
2: I'm yeah, it's, I'm only level three now, but our, our game master is really good at playing. So it's
0: I'm nice. hosting. I'm still hosting a Pathfinder campaign since about oh, it's almost almost two years now. Still the same adventure adventure path. And we are nearing the completion, and it's it's similar to uh, Dungeons & Dragons 3.5, just a little bit more of all of the stuff. Are you're playing uh, Rise of the Runelords, right? The, uh, yes, yes, we yeah. played Rise of the Lords. I think I talked about this some in, in the early episodes. And we are on the last chapter now, we probably started this week, on the weekend. And it's, I think the, the game, uh, I don't know... In the high level, it really breaks down. The mechanics all are completely broken out of the window. It's it just yeah. doesn't make any more sense.
1: So. But this has always been a problem with 3.5. That it, if you yeah. uh, get the characters over a certain level, it's just
0: too over the top. Yes, it's and I'm I'm rather spoiled from from other games that don't have this problem like. Mm. Uh, like all of the video game or most of the video games and of course Imperial Assault now which is it's not it's not exactly balanced like we saw in our online campaign but it's a, it's reasonably balanced it's not the same as in uh Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder where you can end some fights in one round or so so yeah
1: it's the classic problem why so many adventures and um stories are low-level uh, campaigns and adventures yeah. because it's the most fun to play and then it, it's more fun to j- just start over with a new character than to play with some um, end-level characters because then you yeah. really need end-level, high-level adventures where you're more or less wrestling gods. Yes.
2: Yeah. We will see what what our game master throws at us. Yeah. But, uh, on on <laughs> level three, I will guilt, get but, killed but easily by one arrow. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: it's it's a classic problem you have in online role playing games. Also, it's like if you don't have the end level contact in V O V or Age of Conan, uh, Conan Online, or what it was called. Yeah. All the players leave because they go through the grind of leveling up the character, and then there's like nothing to do for them, and it's. It's not. Yeah. This was is also a, a big problem in many online role playing games.
0: I think I think the new Dungeon Dragons has a few good um, methods to to limit all of the the crazy power creep in the upper levels. But I, from what I heard, I, I think the the current level tree for & Dragons five is, I think it caps out at twelve or so. Or. Fourteen? I don't. I can't remember. So it's not. I thought 16. it was twenty. It's, st- it's still. It's still twenty. Okay, uh-huh. maybe I misremembered that, or maybe yeah, it but was there, from there, the...
2: are, there are limits on all abilities. And yeah. What you can. Combine. It's not.
0: It's not that over the top anymore. Yes. Okay. So enough about uh, role-playing games. On to more tactical games, which is Imperial Assault, and the first we want to talk about is we had a new spoiler article on FFG, which is the Fury of Kashyyyk. And they spoil the new Wookiee Warrior um, Ally pack, uh, which should come out soon. It's way free, right? Do we yeah, it's yeah, it's on
1: the ship. So it, <laughs> yeah. <I> think soon. <laughs> two weeks now, so I presume yeah, yeah. it could be released in October.
0: Yeah, oct- Beginning It, it of could October. be released. It could be released in October, but since it's still gonna take four to six weeks. For us yeah. to get it, so it's yeah, from the other side of the planet. Just
2: yeah. uh ordered Twin Shadows today from the book depository. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to see if oh. they are racing faster, uh, t- sending it to me. Then it will be released in Germany. Still waiting.
1: Uh, I I I didn't really wrote down the time it took for me, but I think it was I got it in a bl- little bit more than a week.
0: Yeah, you already fine. have Twin Shadows.
1: Yeah, I got it. Okay yeah that's oh,
0: nice. no did you did you also get the figure packs or just
1: uh, the, the I ordered them a little bit later
2: I ordered everything everything so
1: so they are still still on the way did, did you already get the confirmation email that it's uh packed and on the way or
2: no no it just ordered so ah, okay the then dispatch will be yeah the, then you later. get the email for uh, when it is dispatched it
1: and then from that moment it's about a week ish. Yeah, yeah. I, on on how I motivated okay your uh, post office is.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I pre-ordered my figure packs uh, at the, the local game store, and I uh, I'm, at, I'm I'm I'm, at I'm actually Planetary tempted or to ca- at... no no at Siren Games where ah, Siren, I play okay. skirmish games, and I I'm actually tempted to cancel the pre-order and order them from Book Depository because they keep saying it's it's gonna be there next week, but this is all I already think, three weeks ago. So. I think many <laughs> yes. of the
1: European retailers are still waiting for getting um, their That's boatload. Yeah, I but, think.
0: Uh, but Book Depository is from, from the UK, right? Yeah, it should be from yeah. the UK. Yeah, so why, why I think it's the UK. It? We not, I have no idea. That, uh, behind Book Depository th-
1: is Amazon, though. So it's okay. uh, Amazon bought Book Depository two years, three years ago, and before that, they had Strange. like crazy uh, sales on board games. You could get them like thirty mm-hmm. or forty percent off. And nowadays, they still have a good price in regarding of shipping of board games because if you order board games, most of the time shipping is always the most the expensive lot, yeah. thing. Like the
2: yeah, it's uh, really crazy how they do the free shipping part. Yeah. So just. Just compared some prices and it's still still good.
1: Because I tried for for another thing. I, I ordered my Ali packs in uh, for the Wave One in in America and had them delivered through like a, a service the uh, the post office here has for delivering stuff from America to here. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the end, it didn't really pay off because. Um, you need to buy more or less huge volumes or something really like a Black Fridays online.
0: Yeah, very tight discounts,
1: yeah. And then it, it may be it's it's uh you st- you may, may break even or uh, make a
0: Yeah, it may come, a good, out uh, head, come out come out ahead. But it I don't know, it yeah. ordering from the US it's I think I think it's it's too expensive. Yeah, it, to it actually just to, too to too actually be viable. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I tried it out just for once for fun and yeah, it, it turned out to be although I paid like I bought the uh, Han Solo and so on very cheap. Um mm-hmm. then with the shipping, although it was kinda cheap the shipping, but um the what really broke it were the taxes I had to pay yeah, for getting it into the European Union. So
0: yeah. Okay. Uh so we are already 10 minutes in and didn't actually arrive at the news. So <laughs> on to the news. The article on Fantasy Flight is called The Fury of Kashyyyk. And they spoiled the Wookie Warriors um, ally pack, which is way free. And it should it should come out soon with air quotes. And uh, one of the, of course, they, they spoiled the a card. And I think we only had it... Had the card spoiled before in like tilted uh, in one of the one of the previous pictures. So in the the article you now get the full resolution spoiled card for both of the regular and the elite version of the Wookie Warriors. So Herrvik, uh, do you wanna read the Wookie Warriors? Yeah. Do you have the article open?
1: Yeah, yeah I have it open, but yeah, now my browser likes me again. So, okay, Wookie Warriors, brawler Wookiee. Um, they have a health of 11, speed of 4, a black defense die in the attack with a red and a green in the gray version, in the Mm -hmm. normal version. Um, they would cost 8 points and 4 to reinforce whenever you can use that (laughs) on a rebel card. We will see in the future. Yeah. Um. They have. it's uh, a, a
0: good point, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe there's some point in a f- uh, uh, command card, um, yeah, you, something like that that could use to reinforce again, or even way down the line to have, like we had a discussion in our wishes for the yeah. future, like a campaign uh, in reverse where you play uh, Imper- imperial spies fighting against against, against the new the Republic. rebels, <laughs> yeah, or so, which, which would be fun. Yeah. Um, but we will see whatever happens in the future. Mm-hmm. But, like, these scenarios would be fun. But anywho, um, he has a special ability, Fury. While attacking, if you have suffered five or more damage, apply one, uh, search, search to the attack results. And for searches, he can use for one search for one extra blast damage, uh, one search for cleave two, and one search for bleed.
0: And again, the the, the extra damage is just normal damage, not Blast.
1: Yeah, normal Blast damage. And the Elite versions would cost 11 points. And Uh, 6
0: points to reinforce, yes. Yes, yes, uh, still
1: Brawler wookie, but has uh, search ability for uh, adding plus 2 Blast damage. Uh, Plus 2 damage, why do I always say plus Plus 2 damage? Cleave two and bleed again, and fury is always, is triggered the same way. But he has a health of 13 and attacks again with a red and a green die. Yeah. So, yeah. The, yeah. Improvement is a little bit more health.
2: Yeah, that's 13 instead of 11, but they cost two points more. Six instead yeah. of four. Three points, they cost three points more. No, t- two instead of four for one figure. Uh, and so, Two figures for eleven points, or two figures for eight points in the normal version.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So it's not very get, much three, more.
0: For free, for free additional deployment points, you get only uh, four extra hit points in total. I, yes,
1: it's not not that interesting, I have to say.
0: I, I talked about this uh, on the forums, and they said it's it might be that. Some of the some of the damage in Imperial Salt is like tiers like uh, below ten is another tier than above ten. so the the eleven hit points you might actually be in a in a range where due to the the dice how the dice work they they oftentimes they have multiples of the same values so like um, the maximum you can roll with like say two green dice is, is four so you will most of the times hover between. 2 and 4 damage, which evens out to 3 damage most of the time. So, uh, if you have 3 damage, the, the difference between between uh, 11 and 13 is one additional hit. So you survive one additional hit from a figure or one additional round, so... it's uh, It might actually be worth it. Also, since Fury works the same way, you can uh, take advantage of Fury from when you have 8 points, uh, otherwise you would have only... Uh, five points. Is this correct? no six points. Yeah, six points. Yeah. So this also might play a role, but but right now uh, it still it still seems costly to me. So uh, I'm I'm a little bit on the fence on the on the elite version of the warrior but I don't know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Just- uh, you have probably have to try it out in a, some some games in skirmish to see. You- if this really makes a difference, like having this two additional health, really makes that big of a difference because
0: I can see everything it now, else. But... Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, would be interesting to see how. Yeah. Okay, and um, after this, they only spoiled the, the side mission card where you can win the bookies as, as allies during the campaign, which is called Brute Force. It plays on Kashyyyk, Wilderness, and a facility. So it will probably use the the regular core box campaign uh, tiles only, where you have the the jungle tiles and the indoor tiles. And it's somehow about a command post. It's actually not that important. We will probably review this when the figure pack becomes available. So it also... uh, There are two... Are the two or three? the three... um, What's it called? Command card spoiled. The first is actually very interesting, it's called Wild Fury. You can use it with a creature or a Wookiee. Used during your activation, you become focused and may perform multiple attacks during this activation. At the end of your activation, become stunned and bleeding. Um, This can be quite interesting with uh, some other cards that give you additional actions and um, like Nexus or so, because they're also creatures. I think they are the only creatures right now, and they, I think, attacking with an elite nexus twice with cleave two might actually be very worth it. The same, the same, the same goes for the Warriors themselves. They also have cleave two, but I think the elite nexus has cleave two from with, without us without needing a search, and the Warrior needs a search so. It could be very interesting could to be use It at the right
2: moment if you also can use Fury, so...
0: Yeah, yeah. You could get, that, that get would an also additional work, green yes.
2: die and could cleave two times for two, so that would be
0: nice. Yeah, that, that would be very nice, yeah. You could basically destroy entire squads of Stormtroopers in, in a single round, which is very, very good. And the second card spoiled... Uh, Henrik, you wanna read it? The Improvised second Weapons. The second card is
2: Improvised Weapons. It goes for any figure can, uh, use an order, perform a ranged attack using one green and one yellow die. You cannot use abilities during this attack. And it's, uh, cost of (laughs) zero and once in your command card deck.
0: Yeah, I forgot, the Wild Furious cost of two and is only once in your command deck. Um, Is the improvised weapons? It sounds so
1: familiar. Is that already in some other deck?
0: No, no, I, I think it was spoiled very early. Okay. So we had it spoiled already. So maybe that's why we talked about the art in the card because it's some it's some weird alien holding the table. It's yeah. it's a scene of a of a weird green skinned alien holding a table overhead and throwing it, ready to throw it at at a Rodian. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I'm I'm actually a bit underwhelmed. Still, it's it's not that I don't know. You still need to. One green and one yellow die. You don't get that much range out of this because yeah, both don't don't have that much range. Could and be,
2: if you can, if you're missing one step, when moving to a figure, then yeah. you shoot instead of attacking a melee. So
0: yeah, that's don't lose I, I don't know. Still, a yellow die is so low damage, and a green die, a green die is decent decent damage. But mm, I don't know. Maybe w- when you're focused, this could be better. I don't know, because you would roll two green and one yellow die, so it would make much more sense then. But without being focused, it seems a bit weak. Okay, the last command cut spoiled is Parting Blow, oh, now I have, oh, what's going on here? Parting Blow, which is, you can use it with any Brawler, which of course the Wookiees are. Interrupt when a hostile figure ex- exits an adjacent space before that figure moves. Perform an attack targeting that figure. Then you become stunned and it costs two points and you can include it twice in your command deck. This actually makes the Royal Guards even stronger. Yeah, I like which it. Which is ridiculous. I to see it. <laughs> this... Uh, I, I thought we finally went away from this uh, dreadful 4 Royal Guard, 4 Imperial Officer list but this makes them even better. Not only can you include it twice in the command deck, which ma- makes it that much more like a, um, likely to draw it, but also they, they thrive on, on close quarter encounters. So they, they do have range, they do have reach attacks, but they usually want to stay right next to the target. So uh, th- this card would work most of the time. So, uh, and it's really strong because you can, if it's a small unit, a unit with less hit points, then you might even take it out before it can get away. So mm. I this is I don't know. This makes them even stronger. We will see. I don't the the list I was talking about the four by four list. It wasn't. I played against it uh, during my skirmish uh, skirmish uh, tournament, and it's very strong if you only have access to corset units, or even even if you have access to wave one units and don't have that many saboteurs ready. But I heard that with uh, enough saboteurs and uh, a good design deck with maybe Luke, Gideon, and Diala or something, you can you can beat them, but they are still they are still strong because they have so many activations and they have so ma- so much board presence and so much so much meat on the table because it's eight uh, royal guards with each eight health. so that's so much I don't know how to get through to, through this. So whatever this is the the article spoiled on the FFG forums and yeah uh, it's not that there was the deal actually. also
2: an attachment skirmish upgrade
0: really where?
2: yes it's fury of Kashyyyk yeah
0: fury. you can yeah you can read it see where it if you, you found it you can read yes it. it's uh,
2: two points it's an attachment wookie only after an attack target and a figure in this group is resolved. If that figure suffered 3 or more damage, it becomes focused. Mm-hmm. So you, you can collect your focuses to...
0: It's basically the same ability Garken has during the campaign. Yeah, it's but it's interesting
1: to have... If you play a lot of... Wookie uh, groups, this is quite interesting to have... Yeah, the, the thing about it is... It's, it's an
0: it's, a, it's an attachment, so you can only attach it onto one, yeah, one of true. the On a, groups. Yeah, that's true, onto one
1: of the groups, and... Uh, problem is... That's again interesting attachment for the elite group because they can suffer a little bit more damage than mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the minion or the gray version, non-elite version. regular version.: yeah, I don't I, mm. regular version I don't the, know. Yeah, the regular
0: version. I, I'd, I'd say that that's the regular deployment card. I think it's rather expensive for two for two deployment points.: I'm not sure but, because yeah. pay, uh, using it with the elite, rookies uh, you pay 13. Yeah, is, uh, if they weren't is. so overpriced, yeah.
2: it would be good,
0: but, yeah, you would go... And you, you, can only, you can only use it with Wookiee, so right now you can only use it with the Wookiee Brawler, or you can also use it with, uh, what's it called, Garkan and uh, Chewbacca.
1: So, yeah, that would be interesting to put it, it on somebody else, yeah.
0: It might be good to put it actually on Chewbacca, because he, I don't, I have to look it up.
1: Uh, Garkan has Enraged, he can... If you suffered at least one damage, you can perform multiple attacks each activation, Mm, Uh, and then he has uh, also charge again. Mm. And Chupaka, Chup Protector, he has two different abilities. One is slam, and the other one is passive. Uh, He's
0: a protector. Yeah, it's the same as the royal guards, and slam is. Uh, an action and you can suffer so uh, red die. Yeah you could just, just slap the in into, slap them into the into, into the face. And adjacent units uh um, red die.
1: Chewbacca costs fifteen points yeah, that's and too much I think. Gar is eight is points eight points which is okay.
0: I think I think you could I don't know, because uh with what do we how how much is uh how much is Chewbacca again? Fifteen?
1: Yeah. 15, Chui, and... this is and...
0: 23. With this is 25. And with the two Wookies, you would have... Uh, 25, it's uh, 32, 33, and 11, it's 42. It's You, could, you can't actually take regular Wookies, elite Wookies, but you could take two regular Wookies and the two Wookies from the core box and try this, but it's only four activations, but you'd have... How much hit points? I don't know.
1: Yeah, but I think we, it depends if activations are still like the uh, as important as it is Yeah, that, to be. I don't
0: think that the activations are that important, but you need to be careful that you don't tie all your health points and all your deployment cards into one section of the map. You need to split them up as best as you can so that uh, the enemy the person you play against has a hard time defeating all of your guys from one deployment yeah. card and reaping the the deployment points as victory points yes. so and with only two True. units per deployment po- deployment card this is yeah, harder it's than easy with three, to, Yeah. so i don't know yeah so but it's i think a problem rival
1: players will have for a long time because the uh uh echo yeah. base, uh troopers also come in a pack of two or not three yeah, so. that's, Actually, really um, that that will be a problem. Rebels yeah, the, will be facing for a longer time. In the skirmish. rebel troopers,
0: the rebel troopers do come in three packs, but they—I don't know—do we have concluded that they they are garbage? They seem they seem yeah. so weak because most of the most of the cards buffing troopers, which also work on them, on them of course, are geared more towards the imperial side, which all of the wise cards I can reinforce. And some of them enable some leaders to give them orders. Maybe I'm just not used to playing it, but I think that uh, the rebel troopers are much less valuable than the stormtroopers. troopers. So, uh, thanks for pointing out that they also spoiled the upgrade card, uh, Hendrik. And now I think we are done with the spoiler article. Nothing else is spoiled in the article. So we're done with it, and uh, let's go on. How, how long did we talk? Ah, it's only half an hour. <laughs> okay, so uh, on to our campaign skirmish play experiences for the past two weeks, which includes my first uh, encounter with the Twin Shadows campaign, and our online campaign, and my skirmish games in the skirmish tournament. I think
1: we should start talking about Twin Shadows because it's probably the thing people are most interested.
0: Yes, 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 yes. I I got uh I I take it you both read the first mission? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so um the first mission of the Twin Shadows campaign is h- called Hunted Down and it's a very interesting mission uh in that uh, it it plays out very very standard i'd say it's very similar to, to some of the missions in the core box where the rebels need first need to to get some 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 ob- objectives to, to pick it up and then uh get to some of some some target point and interact with a terminal there but the the actual uh feature i think that the, the the prime feature of this mission is the the new container map from the twin shadows tiles which is a, one of the largest tiles we've seen so far. And the interesting part about the tile is that it's very... even though it's very large, it feels very cramped because uh, it has the large bar in the middle where it's all of this is um, difficult terrain and it also has a two two space-long line of sight blocker in the middle. So you can't actually see to both sides of the container at the same time, at least not easily. And, uh, so it, it feels very, even though the, the tile is very large and very spacey, it feels very cramped in there. They really did, did a good job with this. And uh, the game I played, um, my players play again, they, they tried to... Uh, they were a bit stupid, let's say, let's say, let's, uh, say it this way. And the team is consisting of Biff Bodrick, one of the new heroes. Zaska Teft, also the second one of the new heroes. Then we have Garkan and I think the fourth one is Fan. i have yeah, it should no wait, is it Fan? Oh, I can't remember. I think it's Fan, Oh, it's Jin. Ugh. I actually can't remember. No, it's not Jin. It's Fan. Yes, so it's three uh, heavy heavy hitters and Sasuke as the supporting part of the of the group. And if you look at the the actual map of the mission there are two uh, heavy stormtroopers deployed uh, at the south part southeastern part of the mission with a, a dro- probe droid there and the rebel spawn is just above them separated through a short wall and my players made the grave mistake to send their melee guys or same melee guys like Biv Bodrick and Garken to the heavy stormtroopers and try to Take them out in the first in the first turn, not first turn in the first round, of course. And they almost uh, did this, but then I, I I reinforced and then I tried to block the way into the container for them, which worked out really fine for me. And they lost so much time in this back back area of the container that they were running out of time at the end. So they they basically were a full round short of completing their mission. They opted then to get all the crates which they managed, but uh, they still lost the mission.
2: Yeah, I thought I would also go for the uh, opening the safe in the first round and just yeah very fast and get to the bay. Yeah. I
0: th- I think this what this was the main main problem they had that they you have to open a safe which is uh, also indicative of some some of the other missions in the Twin Shadows campaign. The safe uh, is. Uh, Health eight, defense one black die. If you want to attack it, or you can interact with it with three perception checks. As it is a perception yeah, check it's... and it needs three successes to open it, which is, it sounds very much. Yeah, I think it's, not... but, uh, with Suska, it's not that much actually because she can give out the, these device tokens and you can cash in this device token for a, an automatic success during a, an, an attribute test, I think. Is it the, either an automatic success or a reroll? I, I forget. And so she's actually very good in in helping other players um, succeeding at their agi tests. And also, of course, the, the rebel players also get Han Solo as a free ally. And uh, the thing about I think that the mission actually is a bit bad. In showing what the what the new stuff in the campaign can do, because um, you not only get access to the the two new stormtrooper the new stormtrooper type, the two new heavy stormtroopers, but also uh, during the mission Boba Fett will spawn, and so you can you can play him too. But uh, the feature of Han Solo is that if one of the Rebel figures is t- adjacent to him, uh, the Rebel figure. Is receiving an automatic uh, evade for each defense he rolls. So uh, um, since you need for the for the heavy stormtroopers, you need the surges for the blast damage, and they roll with like red and green, I think, which is or red and blue, which doesn't give you that much surges. And um Boba Fett is also re- relying heavily on surges to actually deal damage and to get around. I think the, the inclusion of Han Solo is a bit I think it's a bit of a mistake I mean it, it fits very thematically and it's in, within the story it's very good but uh, from the mechanics her- um, perspective it's it feels a bit awkward because you want to try out your new stuff and you need searches for this and then the, 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 the prime feature the rebels get for this mission is to actually take away your searches and I was a bit bummed out but that but at, in the end, I did win the the mission, but it felt much more uh, anticlimactic, climactic than I hoped it would be. So um, uh, to go over the the mission briefing, yeah, we talked about that the the actual uh, what's it called uh, the actual objective of the rebels is to retrieve some key card which, with with some docking codes for Han's ship. And this is locked in a safe, and the safe you can open with either the attacking it for health eight, defense one black die, uh, one block of course, and or you can do a perception check and have three successes, which my guys did. It took it took them only three two rounds, so, <laughs> and uh, then a healthy rebel figure has to pick up the, these codes, track them to a um, to a terminal at the other side of the map and then interact with the terminal to win the mission for the Rebels. And mine just came short of actually getting the token to there because I defeated the... Uh, let's, I think they picked it up with Han, because they were banking on him rolling dodges. Uh, and he didn't, so he, he 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 was defeated and he dropped the token, and they had to pick up the token and get to the terminal, which did cost them too much action, so they... There were out of at the end. And like I said, you get to deploy, um, the Boba Fett during the mission on a, on a timer. So you will see it if you, when you read it. And the other thing I, uh, I noticed it that there are two doors in this mission. One is the safe door and the other is the door to the, to a hangar. And this door is not locked. At least it doesn't say in the mission. Yeah. It doesn't say in the mission briefing that this door is locked. Maybe that's an oversight, but um, I used it rather creatively because I used one of my stormtroopers to open this door. Because when you open this door, you get to increase the threat by the threat level, and you get to <laughs> spawn additional troops, which gave me a heavy activation advantage in the first two rounds. Um, <laughs> so, so this was—I uh, I don't know if this was intentional. Because nice exploit, it yes. Me... <laughs> yeah because it allowed me to to set up defensive positions right in front of the hangar and they couldn't actually get through there easily so it's, it, was, it was a bit strange that the mission works in this way but I think this was all according to the rules so uh, that's it for uh, hunted down from my side so when reading it did you did you notice anything strange or well, something, or something interesting about I the mission? I think it's quite fair
2: because you can also have Han Solo for winning the mission at not only Rebel heroes but all Rebel figures. So if all heroes are wounded, you can still go get through the victory through him. So yeah, yeah, is, as, it's long as long as as long as
0: either yeah,
2: as long as anyone is uh, any hero isn't mm-hmm. wounded or Han Solo isn't defeated, you can do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. And I, uh, the, what I what I notice is that the rewards for winning or losing the mission, of course, is they they seem very fair in the campaign at least because uh, the the actual XP and credit rewards are identical whether you win or not. You only get uh, if you lose uh, the other player gets to to gets the the signature hero from this mission as an as an ally or villain depending on which side it is actually, so if the Imperial player wins, he has access to Boba Fett, and if the Rebels win, they have access to Han Solo, which doesn't actually change that much, because I read through all of the campaign, and Boba Fett is, has a scripted appearance at least, no, not at least, maybe uh, one additional time in one of the campaign missions, and since the campaign is only four missions long, you only get to Optional deploy deploy him in two of the four missions because he's uh, he's scripted in the first mission and he's scripted in one of the last missions so you it doesn't actually change that much uh, as for the rebels and Han Solo if you take Han Solo with you on a mission it gives the Imperial player so much threat that I don't know if you really should do it 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 could it could turn out very well at least uh, especially in the third mission I think. Which we'll talk about in few in a few weeks, but um, I don't know. It, it gives it gives the imperial player so much threat to work with. So not sure if this actually is a good idea. So, uh, Hendrik uh, Herwig, any any thoughts on hunted down? Uh, no, I think it's a.
1: Whew, it's a good thematic mission. Uh, I don't know if it's really mechanically perfect, but I think I don't know if this really is the goal to have like the perfect balanced mission. Because on the other hand, you just want to have like have fun with the stuff you have. To have like a scene where Han Solo is in the Cantina and Boba Fett is coming in, and it's
0: yeah, it was a very good, very
1: not. thematic mission. And I think that's one of the problems, or maybe one of the good things of the game, that sometimes. Um, because it's a thematic mission, not everything is like in perfect balance, and that's okay for me, I think.
0: Yeah, I think, I think, I think about the same. Since the rewards actually don't tilt the the players so much uh, power-wise, it doesn't actually matter who wins. So it it's not that important uh, if the if the the mission is perfectly balanced. It should be very thematic, which for me. It very much was because I get to I got to play Boba Fett and he was, he's he's awesome to, to to play with because he is he's mobile he has six speed which makes him dart around the map like crazy. He has this awesome ability where he uh, dishes out strain for everyone adjacent to him, leaving his space. This is I think it's it's very it was very I I thought the mission was very cool to play, but um, I just. The only gripe I had was with that I couldn't fully utilize my new toys because of yeah. how Han Solo worked with the rebels, and they really—that's the only—that's the only thing they really did well. They all hid behind Han Solo or cramped around him, so they all benefited from the additional evade. So, <coughs> it was really I couldn't—I yeah. couldn't do a, a single blast the whole mission.
1: But um, something interesting I noticed while uh, reading the rulebook is we have now already desert and uh, s- more or less snow tiles spoiled, but there are uh, forest and interior, so we'll probably ha- get uh, units with uh, those habitats. So we will have forest, which will probably be wo- uh, ewoks. all the little <laughs> evoks. And I-, I don't really remember. I have to look up what else is typical for woods in uh uh, Endor and so on. Which ki- what kind of monsters and so on? Uh, maybe something on Wikipedia to find. But it was interesting that there are uh, special for interior. So we could see imperial naval troopers or stuff like that. That's especially only for interior.
0: I don't know if they, since uh, there is the special campaign rule that massive units can only occupy spaces in not interior, uh, on yeah. not, not interior tiles. Maybe it's only used for this, but I can also see like very small uh, support droids, like the the small green race car droids on the on the desktop. <laughs> uh, if they were, were ever released, like maybe a swarm of them, or like one figure is like three of them, and they can do stuff. I don't know. This is this is silly, but uh, they could. I,
1: well, I think we will see like the the uh, naval officers with the big big yeah. black helmets or.
0: And we have in the in the twin channel campaign there are some missions which are only interior on a star destroyer, and yeah. uh, this is this would be a prime example of something uh, maybe taking advantage of this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's I think. I think I, I made my points about the first mission. It's very cool to play, and I will upload some some pictures on the Facebook page. I forgot to do this for the last week because I was busy running my ass off on the weekend, <laughs> but um, I will do it eventually. So that, uh, that's all about Twin Shadows for now, and we will continue our... Uh, what's it called? Our... our Uh, campaign reviews of the Twin Shadows campaign uh, next time on the podcast where we will talk about the next one or two missions we will see but um, the next mission we want to talk about is a new threat because we played it on, uh, on Roll20 online on Twitch and it's already up on YouTube you haven't watched do watch it.
1: It's also called the Kobayashi Maru <laughs> test. I don't know why, but
0: <laughs> that's that's rather fitting, I think. <laughs> that's yeah. So um, uh, for those of, uh, of you who didn't uh, listen to our previous podcast or didn't watch the videos on YouTube, we are playing the Corebox campaign through at least once now uh, on on a on an online uh, board game simulator, whatever. And we will. We also record them and stream them live on Twitch, and later uh, publish the videos on YouTube. And I am playing the the Imperials, and Henrik, Herwig, and Antonia they try to to play levels. <laughs> Somet- sometimes, sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's more successful. Sometimes it's less successful. So the last mission we played was a new threat. It's the second story mission, and it's the story mission you get when you win aftermath. So it should be. I think the the intention is to to have some alternating structure between the story missions where if you win a story mission the next story mission you get should be harder for you. And this yes. can really into into effect with a new threat because uh, I think the consensus online is that it's the probably the hardest mission in their core box for Rebels to win. I think that's that's fair to say. And yeah. uh, I'll actually have to open up my campaign guide here. And it's the the first It's right in the middle of the campaign. Uh, What's it called? Campaign guide. So, and it's a very large map, and um, you have three different terminals, and the three different terminals are on three almost opposing sides of the map, and all of them have have a secret color hidden beneath them. So if you flip them around, they all correspond to one of three colors, which is red, blue, and green. And depending on which color you the, the terminal is, you have to either uh, do one specific attribute test. For red, you have to do a strength. Have to do a strength test. For blue, you have to do a perception check. And for green, you have to do a, an engineering or tech uh, attribute test. And you need two uh, two successes to actually uh, discard the token. And you need to discard all three tokens to win. And this is very. I think it's a very hard mission because. The Rebels, they don't, the, the Imperial player does know where are which uh, terminals with, with which colors, but the Rebels actually don't know this, so they don't know where to go first to actually have the easy ones or so, and, or maybe the hard ones, depending on how they want to tackle the mission. And the other very important thing about this mission is, like I said, it's very, very large, so getting from one terminal to the other takes you two, or most of the time, at least yeah. at least two full rounds with all of your guys, and this can bite you in the ass pretty fast, like the the Rebels figured out when we were playing. So, Hendrik, did you watch the playthrough on I YouTube? I didn't or watch
2: it completely yet, but I played it a few times in our campaigns, and the Rebels did never manage to uh, get any near to a success in this mission. So it's, yeah. Do you
0: um, do you have any idea how, how the rebels could actually do some? Do I don't. Some... I
2: don't think they can do it if they go in the whole group because they don't have enough time. And then, yeah, I then, think that um, if yeah. they split up, they will run into some nexus, <laughs> and will, yeah. then they are really good in blocking the way through the doors. Um, yeah. If you go to the terminals, and uh, if um, when I set up the mission. I also do the terminals randomly, so I don't even know where each terminal is, <laughs> so no yeah, chance...
0: theoretically you could, you could know it, no but it's actually... No chance
2: for the rebels uh, having to know where they can be uh, successful with, with which test, so it's, it's also yeah. very hard, and... Um,
0: since i think most of the the terminals are the distance from the starting point is actually very similar yes, so it doesn't actually far, right? really matter so
2: yeah and yeah it's they can make the wrong decision but they don't know and each time a door opens you have so much uh things you can do it's, it's so nice
0: it's yeah, yeah. I, we will talk about this shortly i i think the, um to the listeners if you if you want to um, to, to look at the the, the actual campaign guide and and uh, look at the map i think the the safest bet for the rebels to win this mission is to first start to the to the left try to dispatch the elite Nexo down there make this terminal the first one you actually defeat or you actually discard and have one of your guys uh hang back um from like there's a there's a there's a large there's like a, a forest tunnel to the south and have one of your guys stay at the north of the tunnel and maybe pick off a few probe droids which should try to, to catch up to you and the other three take care of the Nexu, open the door, uh, get the terminal in there and then all of them darting out again as fast as possible. It shouldn't take you more than two rounds, ideally. And then I think the, the way to do this is to split up, to take two, two of the, the guys to the right and two of the guys to the north to actually have a decent chance of 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 having enough time to if the if if you flip the tokens and it's the the wrong attribute test or the attribute test which the heroes are not that proficient in, you have enough time to actually accrue all of the all of the necessary successes for this. So, I I think that that's the that's the only way I can see where you can consistently at least win a few percentages of the times you play this mission as a as a rebel but maybe i'm just not seeing something so with with this plan maybe this plan is also garbage and i just don't know it because no one tried it against me so far
2: (laughs) i think it's still hard it could be possible but i I don't
0: i don't think you have you have a better chance than like 30 or 40 percent to win the mission as rebel even if both of the both of the Parties have like uh, equal resources like not like like I had I I did I didn't buy any influence cards until now until after this mission actually so I didn't have any resources other than my experience cards and I lost the first mission I won the second mission so it was rather balanced uh, from the from the rewards we got but um, if, if all is balanced skill wise and resources wise the Rebels don't... I, I can't see them having more than a 40% chance to win the mission. Depending on the dice rolls, of course.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting to try it with different combinations of heroes. But also, I think, a little different is if you win the side mission as Rebels, you have a little bump going into this mission. Maybe have a new skill or something that helps you in this mission. But...
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Uh... Getting into this mission after losing the side mission,
0: yeah, it, yeah, it's, gets it's a little bit of a disadvantage. Here. Yeah, um, that's actually a good point. If you if the rebels manage to win the second side mission and it's an ally mission where you can win either Luke, Garkin or, or or Han, I think all of them are are reasonably in this mission. Uh, then it should be it, it should be. A little bit easier because you have five activations to work with and all of them are very hard to 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 defeat for the the imperial player is mm. at least in the early stages of the campaign so they are very valuable even though they gave they give the the campaign the, the the imperial player so much threat at the beginning it doesn't actually balance out until later in the campaign so um i don't know that that could help out a lot i'm 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 not sure. I'm still, I'm still on the, under the impression that uh, trying to get the, the, bottom terminal at first and trying to get it at fast, as fast as possible is the way to go. There's another reason for this, but we'll talk about it shortly. Um, let's go over the, the actual mission briefing and uh, what the rebels have to do. We already talked about uh, some of it, but there are also three doors on the map, each of which block the access to one of the, t- one of the terminals. And a, a rebel figure can attack a door which has 5 health and 1 block. And for the terminals I already told that they are face up uh, on the table and you flip them over and on the downside of, of them they have a color. Depending on the color you have to do an attribute test and have to roll 2 two succeeds or 2 uh, searches to actually discard the token. And uh, at the end of round 7 or when all heroes are wounded, the Imperial player has won. If all terminals are discarded, the rebels have won. And the important thing is that each time a door opens, the Rebel pl- the, the Imperial player, of course, gets to choose between one of four options. And the four options are, uh, each hero within, within three spaces of the door tests uh, perception, each hero who fails is stunned. I think this is the weakest option yes. for reasons i will talk about shortly and the second option is increase threat by six i think this is the the thing you should do the first because uh yeah spamming the map with additional
1: troops right. so get, getting through is
0: that the six additional threats harder. enables you to to deploy some some figures and you can deploy it near the doors that that you that the rebels need to attack to get to the terminal So. Depending on where the rebels go, if they attack a door, and if they open the door, you know that you can uh, deploy some of the um, some of the units actually near that door, the destroyed door, and have them ready as soon as the rebels enter the the rooms containing the terminal. So it's very, I think it's a very good uh, good response. And the third option is each probe droid may may perform one move and 1 attack i tried to to do this, at this uh, to do this in the in the video but my guys never actually m- managed to open the second door or they did but i think I this took is good the last if option are yeah
2: all, all there yeah, um, are nice. at least
0: two if there are at least two left this could be good but it's it's one of the weaker options if you ask me and the last one is, place the reserved Nexu on an interior space within three spaces of the opened door. This is actually, <laughs> it's a, This is so good. Uh, it's, yeah, uh, it's so good.
2: The... Uh, yeah, Henry, the talk about? Yeah. yeah, the terminal at the top is the only one where you can't place the Nexu onto the terminal. <laughs> and yes. right at the bottom no. you can place the nexus on the terminal and then they have to fight with it. And if you're lucky, the elite Nexus is still there, and they will go, get, go crazy fighting them both. I, is, I think you can.
0: Cool. I think you can't block the the bottom terminal with the Nexus because you only have to be adjacent. Yeah, they the can run
2: around it, but uh, you are yes, still you there everywhere, and you can
0: attack all yeah. of them. Yeah, but uh, the Nexus D. You usually use them to block them, and the best option to block is. Uh, actually, the the easternmost terminal, which is in a small room, which is only four two by two spaces large, after behind the door, and the, the terminal is in one of the corners. And if you place a Nexo in that in that interior space there, um, that uh, rebels have to defeat the Nexo to actually get to the terminal because they can't uh, stop within the Nexo spaces and do the attribute test. They have to first get rid of the Nexo, or the Nexo has to come out, but you would be stupid. You would be stupid to actually come out if you're playing the imperial player. So uh, it, I think this is best. This is best used on the easternmost terminal if the door opens there. And I did this in the video, so I didn't get to to do my droid shenanigans. And uh, the actual thing why I said rebels should dart down to the left is um, what happens after the fifth round. Um, at the end of round five. Uh, the Imperial player gets to deploy the reserved General Weiss to the yellow point. Um, not only is General Weiss a rather formidable foe this early in the campaign, because he, he wrecks, he wrecks havoc with the rebels, uh, but yes. the yellow point is also uh, on the way down to the, to the to the bottom terminal. And if you don't get the bottom, bottom terminal first and then are not um, uh, far enough away from the, from the yellow point, Deployment point uh, when he spawns, you can't, you have a hard time getting through him because he is six, he's six pages large, spaces large, and he can block the whole way down there. And this is actually hurting you so much that you should try to get the bottom terminal first, regardless regardless of what team composition you have. So, uh, you should try to, to counteract the general vice deployment by not running into him at all because if you then split up and do the two terminals, he has actually a hard time catching up to you because he has only a sp- speed of 4 and he, he can't really maneuver through the jungle, he has a hard time maneuvering and so you can basically try to, to outrun him, which works I think it should work very, very well, but for this you have to first uh, try to discard the, 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 the bottom terminal before he actually appears. So I think uh, the 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 actual mission we played um, online it went not only did it uh, go very well for me because I had nice rolls but also my my droid boosting abilities came into full effect because the Imperial player starts with three active droids on the map one is one is elite and the other two are just normal and the the buff card I have for them the first XP card. I got was the plus speed and uh, the ability to repair. Of course this is very good in this uh, in this mission because you try to uh, you try to actually draw fire from the from the rebels and pro- prolong their approach to the terminals as best as you can. You don't actually need to try you don't actually try to wound them necessarily but since this is a very time sensitive mission it, it's actually enough to have them waste some actions on attacking you. So this is also. I think that this is what, especially Antonia, did a bit wrong in the mission that she she tried to to attack too much and tried to to get others to attack too much in this mission when you should actually have you should actually t- took your took your uh, took your legs between your uh, arms and run the hell out of there. So um, I think that's that's all I wanted to say about. Um, a new threat. Is this right? Yeah. Hendrik, any, anything new to add? No.
2: Think... <laughs>
0: so you're also under the impression yeah, that also it's very hard it's to win very, for the Rebels. Mission, yes. Yeah. So if you're playing, if you're playing uh, the Rebels and you lost a new threat once, twice or even three times, don't fret. It's a very hard mission. But with the additional knowledge you got from the, from, from us now, you might have a shot next time. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it for a new threat, which is one of the core box missions uh, down. And now we come to the last point of our uh, play experiences, which is me talking about our the first uh, skirmish tournament I attended uh, in Siren Games, which is a local game shop in Vienna. And I got there with, I, I think I already posted the, the lists I was playing. And it was a bit strange because since this is all happening in Austria and uh, the organizers wanted to make sure that everyone is on an equal, equal footing, it ended up being not an equal footing, but <laughs> we'll see why. Uh, I My lists focus primarily on the two different Royal Guards in the core, core box, like the normal ones and the elite ones. And I picked the Royal Guard Champion. And I then I, I picked two, two, I think it's... Two imperial officers, something like that. I'll post it on on Facebook again for you to, to look over it. And I I picked some of the some of the more relevant uh, command cards. The thing is that uh, we were limit limited to the core box because the wave one uh, expansion packs. They are still not tra- they are translated to into German, but the I think I heard that. Uh, Fantasy Flight has still have to g- give their business okay to have them actually di- distributed. So they are still not available in, in German, the Wave 1 expansion. Yeah, I
1: think the problem is that this goes through, it's like, it goes to Fantasy yes. Flight, it goes to Disney, it goes back and back and yeah. back. And I think that's one of the problems that's now it's... Um,
0: yeah, and yeah, last time I was there, which was, I think, last week on Saturday, I... Um, I, they were still not there, so it's still nowhere, nowhere to be found. At least the the. Yeah, Heidel, uh,
1: but, Heid- but Heidelberger is really, really wants to release that stuff. I can imagine are, it's, a,
0: it's a money, it's a. They're yeah. lagging
1: behind a b- little bit on. It's a money Imperial machine sword.
0: because uh, the, the sooner, as soon as you re- release them, everyone will buy the saboteurs at least twice, which is which is twenty twenty bucks per player, which is almost almost one quarter of the core box which they already sold so it's i think it's they want to release it but they just can't and it's very it was a bit frustrating so uh during the skirmish skirmish tournament we were limited to just core box contents but um so the, the, the dreaded 4x4 four four list com- came into play again. <laughs> so since all of the, the, um, since all of the rele- rele- relevant parts of the 4x4 four four list are actually part of the core box, one of the players had four uh, imperial so- uh, imp- Royal Guard uh, groups and four Imperial officers, which he used. And uh, the list I played, I, I can't say I, I had a reasonable chance against it. It was it was uh, too much too much meat to go through because he hit uh, he hit his um, imperial officers behind his royal guards and with the royal guards groups with eight figures it's 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 massive he could block off so much uh, so much uh, what's it called uh, objectives which is actually just the terminals in the mission we played and it wasn't actually I can't say I had a reasonable chance against it even with the past rule. I tried to use it, but it doesn't actually matter because he has four—he has four activations per round to waste, because he doesn't need the the um, imperial officers anymore after he commanded the the troops. And I, since I had, I think five activations, I had to start my activations before he even went with his first royal guard group. So uh, it's—it was a bit—it was a bit of a slaughter, I think and i posted i posted one of the pictures on on Facebook which is welcome to focus time town where I managed to defeat one of his royal guards and all of the royal guards adjacent to to this royal guard they were all focused uh, later so he, i had, uh. i think he he had like four focus tokens on the map on the map which is that much more <laughs> daunting but it was still it was a fun game so it was okay and the other two lists I played against was um one list focusing on the Royal Guard champion, IG88, uh, elite stormtroopers, and a probe droid, which is just four activations. And I think it's it's reasonably strong, but uh, I noticed that IG88 is very bad in melee range. If you if you manage to get your your Royal Guard champion or your Royal Guards near to the to IG88, he's basically dead because he has this innate block and he has recovery too. But he only can attack, uh, he, he can attack I think twice even, I don't know, does he have Assault? I can't remember, but um, he he's, with 10 hit points he's so brittle, he, he's, I think I, I defeated him before he could deal more than two, free, 2 or 3 damage in total, which is, I think it's not worth uh, spending 10 deployment points on him if he doesn't do anything, so... Uh, maybe it was a mistake picking him. It's very, it's very, it's very cool to have him on the board, but he he ended, he ended up doing nothing at all, really. And from then, he then has he a salt, salt. Yeah, sorry to interrupt so, you. So theoretically, he could attack twice and heal up to four damage each round, but he never got to because I had the what's it called the royal guards ready, and I was hidden running. I was get, getting in there. Uh, hitting him and then hiding behind corners again, so he had he couldn't actually make use of assault very much, and he only got off I think one or two shots in the whole mission, so it wasn't it wasn't that pleasant for him. And we the mission we played was the moisture farm and. He, he,
1: he, but yeah. sorry to interrupt you but in um he has, relentless so he should be more daunting in uh, close combat because. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. suffer one strain if you attack him in close combat. He can choose the uh, attack dice, yes. any combination of two attack dice, and it's not limited uh, to the color. So he can, uh, and he has assault. So it's yeah, yeah. yeah that. It's quite a good card. I know card.
0: he looks very, he looks very good, but belie- believe me when I say yeah. that, uh, say that he he performed much worse than he actually looks as a deployment card. So okay. for the for well, the for the relentless yeah. stuff is when he attacks, uh, and the target figures within three spaces, he the target figures suffer one strain. And this is also one one thing I did actually play wrong during the mission because I thought that when you suffer a strain, you can choose to to di- to discard one command card. And I thought that you discard it from hand, but you actually discard it from your deck, from the top of your deck. So um, yeah. It's actually l- much less of a pain than I actually thought it would be, and I did play it like I did play it wrong actually. But I had a dead card in my hand, which was sit tight, I think, and uh, so he did he did do this once, and it didn't actually come into play really, so he didn't do any damage, um, other than like one damage. And since the the player I was playing against was trying to to get. Um, uh, trying was using two red dice, and he was running bad. He didn't get any surges. He didn't get that decent damage, and with the automatic block I, ga- I got, it wasn't it wasn't worth actually attacking. So, so he looks he looks very cool as a deployment card, but maybe you need to actually use him with more droids or with better command cards, which weren't available to us because we we couldn't use the actual command cards from the figure packs. So maybe he's better with uh, with with other stuff, but in this list, he was basically just fodder from me. Okay, and the third match I played was uh, against a list featuring just four activations, which was very, very interesting. It was Darth Vader, Elite the Royal Guards, a, an elite imperial, uh, imperial officer and a regular probe droid which is very odd <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very odd list but it's i think the intention of this list was to actually have vader uh, wrecking havoc and have the royal guards giving him all kinds of bonus blocks so he can't die but uh, turns out i was able to circumvent it, this a bit and lure vader out of his uh, guards and then Swarm him and get him down, and I actually defeated Vader, and so I was very happy and won two of the three games I played and came in second in the tournament. So it was a very nice tournament. It took us about I think we started at eleven or just after eleven in the uh, before noon, and we played until I think three in the afternoon, which a, a little bit of we had a little bit of pause, oh, just to go to the toilet. Yeah. Yeah, it was very fast. It, like I said, we also uh, one of the players had some of the some of the maps printed out, but this only came into play for one of the rounds. So for two of the two of the rounds, we actually had to assemble the maps, and it didn't actually take as long as you hear everywhere on the boards that it just takes a long time and setup is so daunting. It's much more work than setting up an X-wing game for sure. And I don't know about Amada, but I think Amada is also very quick to set up. But it's, it doesn't actually take that much more time than actually playing the mission. The mission itself is is it what is what uh, really takes most of the time away. So, so you 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 do actually play much more than you set up the game. So it was nice to actually have this be confirmed <laughs> in in a way. And for for coming in second, I got uh, some prizes I will also hand down to our listeners, but more about this uh, at the end of the show when we have a a contest again. It's actually more of a raffle this time, but we'll, you will see. So this is me talking about Skirmish, and Skirmish was okay. I was a bit bummed out that I could only use corebox stuff, but yeah, that's... That, that that's what i get for living in in europe and uh i'm well that's and social security yeah, and that the social security the free healthcare and all of the the other awesome stuff so <laughs> the next the next tournament will be <laughs> and, and wiener schnitzel the next tournament will be actually in about 2 weeks uh, and it will be the nationals in austria probably including wave 1 we will see it's not for sure but maybe
1: Will it be again? At it Siren be again Games at Siren or will it be Games, at least from uh,
0: what I ha- heard.
1: So Siren Games is like uh, doing all that stuff that Damage Unlimited did, used did to Did Damage
0: Unlimited, do. Unlimited host that much tournaments? I can't remember because they did host okay. some of because them. Because Siren but, yeah. Games is really it's a new store. They actually had their one year anniversary last week, I think, and uh, they have the venue is very. Is very very cool if you ask me it's a it's a small store at, uh, on the top and then you have a large large um, staircase down and it's down there you have a, a large cellar with a basement and a few a few tables I think they have six or seven tables large tables or maybe even eight and um, all of them can be used for board gaming so it's very nice and they have they have an event almost every day of the week from monday to saturday they have on on each friday they have warhammer conquests um, uh, tournaments now they have each wednesday they have a uh, they have a group of english speaking uh, board gamers there there's also a board game geeks thread about uh, meeting up there and i think there are some regular stuff of with x-wing with amada with imperial salt now so just go there just Take a look down and you'll see some guys playing something. So it's very, very nice. It's a very cool. nice store. Uh, where so it's is it actually in actually in the 16th, Sorry 16th to... District. If you are in, in Vienna and want to go there, the easiest way to get there is taking the subway U6 to, I think, Josefstetter Straße, yeah. which is somewhere in the middle of the U6 line. And then taking either, either taking the tram one station outside of the city so it's um, towards, I, I don't know what's the end station in this. So it's the, the, the line 33 tram and you just take it one station towards uh, the 16th district and then get out of there and it's two blocks from there. So it's very near U6. You can also go from there to the U6 in like, takes like eight minutes or so. So it's very near to the U6 and should get there very easily it's much more approachable than let's say i think damage Unlimited and uh harris are still are still much more central because they are near my paradevorstrasse but yeah. uh, for them to to be uh, to have that large of a venue especially with the basement which is really large you can't afford yeah. this kind of stuff well, in the inner district so
1: yeah yeah, well, Planetary is uh, impressive. Yeah,
0: small. <laughs> for what they actually have in store, yes. <laughs> it, it's like the
1: it's the, like most wonderful uh, TARDIS-like uh, board yeah. game store you can imagine. It's like really the smallest space, but everything is full with role-playing yeah. game, card game. He used to carry comics, he doesn't anymore. There's no space. There's um, no space. It, it, it's hilarious, and it's like... You, Sometimes, if he gets in like new stuff and you go there, you you shouldn't breathe because there's like everything is so full, there's not even enough yeah. oxygen it's in like, the room to breathe. It's so. like
0: going into a closet full of board games, it's not much, it's yeah. not much, yeah, but not it's not a, much larger than, a, than an actual closet, but it's very nice there.
1: <laughs> it's like a yeah. very fun store. So, yeah, that's us talking yeah. about Vienna. Okay,
0: so. That's uh, the skirmish tournament I was, and I will probably attend the the nationals um, in in two weeks. I think they said it's on the third of October. I, they didn't actually create the the Facebook event for the tournament yet, so I'm not sure if this still stands or if they postponed it. I hope they don't p- uh, postpone it for one yeah, week, but because then I will be in Essen.
1: Sadly, that's if third of October I'm yeah. working again. So okay, yeah, yeah, we will see. We'll, so. If it's on
0: the 10th, then I can't attend, but maybe you can attend, so you'll see. Okay, so this is uh, Skirmish uh, tournament in Vienna. And if you want to see a few pictures of it, I think I uploaded some of them on the Facebook page, which you should, of course, visit and like anyway, because you're listening to the podcast. So that's it for our play experiences now. And on to some lore. Just a short, uh, short uh, section of lore about Star Wars Aftermath. Uh, Star Wars Aftermath is the new, the first new novel that, that was released. Was it two weeks ago now? I think on Fourth Friday. Yeah, it was on Fourth yeah. Friday released. Yeah. And it's the first novel uh, set after Episode Six, and it's fully incorporated into into the new canon. So everything in there is actually sanctioned by Lucas Disney and all of the relevant parties. So everything in there is should be should be safe to to fall back on if you want to talk about stuff happening in the Star Wars universe after the old movies. And the book itself is. I, I recently found out that it's part of a trilogy which which caught me by surprise because I thought it was a little bit more standalone and it's I think it's uh, I don't know why uh, so I I, I I listen to the audiobooks now for Air to the Jedi which is the, the novel about Luke Skywalker between episode 4 and episode 5 then I listened to the Lords of the Sith which is. The novel about the Emperor and Darth Vader, uh, between also between Episode Four and Episode Five, and both of them where they had their strengths and, and weaknesses. I really liked Lords of the Sith because it's it's thematically it's very similar to how Imperial assault works. It's an it's an assassination attempt onto Vader and the Emperor, and it's a a hidden rebel group, and it's it's very it's very it's very it's a very cool book i think and aftermath is none of that <laughs> aftermath is i think it's i don't know how to 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 describe what's going on in aftermath without spoiling too much for the listeners it's it focuses on i think it's it's set 3 or 4 months after the the fall of the second Death star it's
1: more about imperial officers and officers of the yes. the imperium in the aftermath of like the death of the emperor yeah. and the defeat at Endor, right? Yeah, so Endor, it focuses right?
0: on a on a specific planet, and this planet is a, a secret meeting point for not only a, f- a few generals but also a few high-ranking imperial officials that want to to discuss stra- let's say they want to discuss strategy how to how to proceed forward after the the, the massive loss that occurred uh, on Endor. So it's about this meeting and what's going on between them and the power struggles between them because they they lost their leader, so there is a power vacuum and they want someone wants to fill it, but someone wants to so it's it's a little bit of um uh, a cat fight between them and
1: well it's the scenario of like uh uh Alexander the yes. Great. After he died, all his generals started yes. to fight themselves and start to carve out their yes. own kingdoms.
0: They try to do this, but since they they all they are all so short on resources, they can't even do that. <laughs> so they are they, they really they really have. Uh, I I feel sorry for them because they they really they are really in a bad shape. But the the book is not only about this, but also about a a rebel pilot, a woman. Who has who is from that planet? It was originally her home planet, and he has her son there, and she wants to visit her son, and then get away from there because she she's sensing that something is brewing there, and it's about Wedge Antilles who's getting captured by the by the Empire, also near that that planet, and all of this culminating into a, I'd, I'd say. Revolt or battle on the planet from the from the from the society there against the the, the imperial occupation, and this all is it's it's. Uh, I the problem I have with the book is that there are too many new characters. Like you have you have the, this rebel pilot, you have her son, you have an, a a defected imperial officer, you have a bounty hunter, you have. I think four or five new imperial um, leaders. You have uh, who's a, who's who's still in the in the book. I, uh, there there are there are still a few other. You have the 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 droid of the boy, and this is this is all. I, I think it's too much for the first book. It, it's uh, I think it loses its focus.
1: I I think that yeah. I think the problem is that these uh, characters probably are many of them uh yeah, like if there are two more books there will be yeah. more fleshed out but also many of these characters are already planned to be like in the comics some of like I think the female pilot is going to be in some yes, of the Star be, Wars yes. comics and so on it's I think at this point their characters is not fleshed out because they are yeah, planned out but that not yeah the main not all that the books
2: are out yeah too much characters and try to construct and fit it together yeah that
0: can, can be actually a downside I, I mean I mean it's it, it's a novel approach because once you once they get out more stuff it will feel much much more connected but before all of this is out it feels like there's so much new and it all of all of the new stuff you get you only get to see so little of so it's it it's 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 rather weird because usually the I like the the old expanded universe novels I like them because each time there there was something new in there, it was discussed in great detail. Like the, the Yisrael, yeah. Yisrael on um, how they work and how they interact mm-hmm. with the Force and what you can do with it. It was basically the whole mo- most of the second and the third part of the, the, the Throne trilogy is about what he did with the Yisrael Amiri and how they work. And it's it's discussed in great detail and it's very fleshed out and this is I, I miss this in, in Aftermath a little bit because the other two books, they had yeah. this too because The Lords of the Sith, it actually plays in the Ryloth system where the Twi'leks have their home planet and it, there is so much about their society, about the planet itself. Yeah. and
1: Yeah, but and, and they have the advantage that um, the Emperor and, and Vader are more or less fleshed yes, course, out characters they, already. I know. You know them. You know how they know, would behave, that, and so but on. But the
0: reason for them to be there is actually to be target of this assassination attempt. So they don't have a central. I mean, it's you get to you get a little bit of a glimpse between in 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 their relationship between master and 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 student, whatever. But this is a very minor part of the Lords of the Sith book. The major part is the assassination attempt, and how this actually plays out in the society of the Twi'leks. And I found this to be very interesting, and it's so fleshed out. And um, you get to know so much about Ryloth, about the Twi'leks, about the, the Imperial occupation there, and how this has an impact on society. And this was a very... I think it's it's still from the free books I, I listen to now in audiobook format. It's the best, best of the three, and I can't, I can only recommend everyone to read or listen to lots of the Sith because it's so good, and it's also the the Ear to the Jedi, which is the, the, the Luke Skywalker book. This is also a little bit in there, but not as much because you get a little bit of Rodia and some other new uh, alien races, but it's a little more fragmented, like aftermath. But with aftermath, it's so much fragmented that I, some of the t- some time when I listen to the book, I actually lose track of where I am now. And this is actually, I, I think this is a bad sign for the book that it's, I th- it feels overloaded.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's the problem that they now use some of these books as a yeah. like starting point for a lot of mm-hmm. new characters and she's probably the mother of somebody. Maybe she could be uh, there are rumours that she's maybe and Poe's mother or something like that. And
0: mm, so uh, her boy actually doesn't have that name, but I don't know, maybe he, he, she she has a kid. She has a yeah, kid after maybe, this, Yeah, but maybe... It could be, yes.
1: Or that like, yeah, her son would play a role in the next Star Wars movie or something like that. So yes. I think that's the problem, that all these books now have to set up a new... Expanded universe and that's why there's like yeah. so much in it because there will be like mm-hmm. comics other books
2: Yeah, yeah it's because yeah. they, they, try it's to weird, start uh, they throw it so much away and then they redo it again, so
0: yeah, but you uh, yeah. I can I can see this that they that they don't want to because if you if you want to make especially if you want to make the three new movies and you want to tie them in after the, the old ones you can't respect all of the EU that was written between it. It's so much, and it's some of it is conflicting. And the major stories in there, they are so, they are so hard coded into the, what the expanded universe was. Like all of the stuff with uh, Thrawn, all of the stuff with uh, the Castle incident, with the new Death Star. This is all. This should all be reflected in the new movies. But you can't do this if you want to make a novel experience for for people actually. Watching it f- the first time, which will be most of the people in the audience uh, in the movies will. This will be their first proper Star Wars movie for them.
1: Uh, fun fact about Force Friday: they made, I think, four billion dollars Force
0: Friday? Day. alone.
1: Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Only selling new oh Star Wars God. shit, they made <laughs> four billion, <laughs> <Did he>? <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, three. Don't forget, like billion and 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 milliard are switched in English. So um, it's for
0: yeah. But uh, did you see the the new? Yeah, there was a <laughs> there was a post on on Reddit in the Star Wars subreddit, which was titled, uh, "Behold now uh, the fully operational." Um, marketing machine of disney or whatever and it's a uh, 737 yeah uh from virginal Al- no it's from ana it's from from all nippon airways and it's painted in r2d2 style the whole the whole plane <laughs> yeah. it's it's crazy and it has a, a a very large star wars banner on the on the on the side on both sides actually and it's uh i don't know they they really ramp up all of the marketing stuff right now it's everywhere. I was I was buying... Um, maybe Havik uh, knows this. I was in Wien in Museumsquartier, which is a very hip place to, yeah. to shop for, for for stuff that is very hip and use, useless. And uh, yeah. that, that's Beautiful the last place in Vienna sure. I, I expected to see something Star Wars related because in Nostra Star Wars is still a bit on the nerdy side. And I was going in there in the shop with my girlfriend and I, and I saw... Uh, a book, um, um, a book to take notes in. So a, a little notebook, and it's actually branded in Star Wars with uh, Darth Vader and Leia with father and son style. So uh, drawn in, uh, in in comic style, with with them having some sweet little moments between them with balloons and whatever. Just so she's small and he's already, yeah, 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 yeah. So
1: it's a successful book yeah. line, and now they have it's, notebooks it's and notebook everything and it's, with it. Yeah. And it's
0: already in in a, in a place in Vienna where you you where you least expect Star Wars stuff. So it's all all over the all over the place right now. It's Im- it's amazing how much money poured Disney poured into it, and they're already reaping the reward for it. Because, like you said, it's
1: yeah. More or less, they already what they paid. I don't know what they paid Lucas. I think it was like three billion yeah. or something. They already made that money with merchandise. Although I think that he probably. Still gets yes. a cut of the merchandise, but still... It's not that still, much,
0: yeah. But, yeah.
1: but Disney is a company that thinks that the 1.3 billion of the, the second Avengers movie was not not enough.
0: <laughs> <How>?
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know how they think, but they are disappointed in the second Avengers movie because it didn't make like yeah, a gazillion billion dollars. So don't know, how, I don't dollars, know so it's,
0: what they calculated, but 1.3 billion, it's... Uh, I don't know there are not that much movies making more than this I mean The Force Awakens will make more than this let's be honest there is is no chance
1: yeah there is (laughs) probably it it will wreck all the records probably they are already starting to sell tickets in the US now and it's it could be already that they, like, already now settle so out oh, the I first have
0: to, shows. I have, to, I have to call the, the cinema and get <laughs> I'm too late now? <laughs>
2: yeah, well,
1: you could, you could, you could travel to uh, France or Great Britain, because in France and Great Britain they show the movie really on the 17th. So, if you're really yeah. hardcore, you
0: fly to France yeah, or um, England. A friend of mine is actually maybe in England, in London at this time, but... He probably can't get get away from work, so he can't watch it there. <laughs> so he had to. You have to. You have to watch it with me. Then maybe a few days later, because I will watch it on there on the eighteenth, and probably one or two times later, also. So, <laughs> I want. To. Yeah, I'm still at, at
1: this beautiful moment at the end of fanboys, yeah. when they're <laughs> uh, all like sitting in the cinema yeah. and seeing it for the first time. So eh? I,
0: what if this movie sucks mm, I don't I will I will still I will still watch it at least it, twice you and
1: <laughs> yeah well this is the, the most beautiful thing at the yeah. ending of fan bo- fanboys when they're all sitting yeah. all cosplayed up <laughs> oh no, it's uh, not uh, it's yeah. not
0: going to be as bad as episode one I, I can that's that's the beauty of that's the yeah. beauty of the prequel yeah, very hard be what prequels? As awful it's awful hard movie so. level yes it's very hard
1: but yeah. It's always good if you have uh, some yeah. sucky movies in your um, French side franchise, so you can
0: never be the newest, yeah. most awful I, movie. It can be still not that great, That's, that it it, it's, it is still a possibility. But I think the possibility is very small that it's that it's that it somehow has very big flaws because J.J. Um, Abrams is not known for him being very controlling, uh, and he showed this with the. Um, the, the Star Trek reboot, which I it's not the Star Trek movies really they don't really reflect what's going on in this in the in the actual TV show and all of the shows they had in on TV, which actually I think are much better than the movies. But
1: yes, that's yeah. a good discussion to have, and I
0: think you're yeah. on the, on the spot. I think that yeah. the, the, the Star Trek reboot from JJ Abrams is still good though, and it's still it's it still feels okay it's not the best movie but it's very okay for a star trek movie and it it had a very broad appeal so it brought star trek into the minds of, of people who otherwise wouldn't actually go into the star trek into a star trek movie and i think this the, this could happen with force on uh, force awakens 2 where it's not it's not that much of a star wars movie but it's uh, it has a much more broader appeal and it's and it's much it it doesn't have any flaws because the the Star Trek reboot also it, it wasn't it had, it didn't have any flaws but it's it's just it wasn't as big of a a, a hit like the old Star Trek movies or like the the legendary Star uh, Star Trek movies with um, I think this was Shatner when he when he had the 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 large storyline storyline spanning a, uh, across three movies from two to five I think this uh, it's yeah. not that but it's it's up there it's it's okay it's not a not like Nemesis or so which is really bad <laughs> movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, Nemesis uh, I've seen it once in the cinema back then it doesn't like, make any yeah. sense so <laughs> it's yeah. one of the most awful movies but the funny thing is that uh, Tom Hardy played the uh, Patrick yeah, Stewart came on, yeah, so yeah. it's very funny that's that's Spain and yeah, Mad Max, like very impressive ac- actor nowadays. And back then he, he was, was this awful,
0: <laughs> this awful so role for he's him. He's actually good in the movie, I think, but the movie itself is very bad. Right, <laughs> uh, I
1: am glad I've only yeah. seen it once.
0: It's the world's most yeah. awful movie. So I think uh, the uh, the First awakening it. It might not be hitting all of the Star Wars tunes for me, but it will still be good enough. Yeah, it, there's Who still knows? a possibility that it, that it will be great, but I'm I'm not I'm not banking on it a hundred percent. So I'm not giving myself the possibility to be super um, super disappointed yeah. while watching the movie. I'm
1: uh, I'm just happy to use yeah. real sets again and have some real props <laughs> and. Just this is, for me, Speaking something very your interesting. Props,
0: you're going to get the, the droid? You know what I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, yeah. So, no, who's buying it's it? it's too expensive. <laughs> it's 80... It's, <laughs> it's, it's sadly
1: it's too expensive, but it's... Uh, like they said in one review, it's like the best yeah. two hours you will have, and then you will never use it again, but for like two yeah. hours it's I'm actually perfect deciding fun, if I want
0: to buy and a BB-8 or if I want to buy the, the Millennium Falcon drone because there's also a, like a, a small drone which you can yeah. control via RC. For me probably uh, I will sink some money in uh,
1: yeah. the LEGO stuff again because uh, having a, a cute Mi- LEGO Millennium yeah. Falcon never hurts. Or I have one on
0: my desk at new work because string, I, so I bought some of the, the, the minis, the, the really very cheap miniatures from LEGO where you have a Star Destroyer, the Millennium Falcon, and an X-Wing, and TIE Fighter. I think I have these fives and I, I, I bought them when I was on vacation somewhere in the summer, whatever. And uh, assembling them is very easy, so it's, it's the right thing for me. And I have them on my work desk now. I actually <laughs> took a photo today and I will upload it on Facebook, I think. So I have the fleet assembled on my desk. Okay, enough about lore and, and all of the other Star Wars stuff. Um, uh, do we want to talk about Under Siege today? I don't think so. It's already one thirty eight on the on the clock. I think it's enough for yeah, the because we actually have enough s- about have the levels, that we yes. will talk Yes we will talk about Under Siege, which is the one of the, the second s- story missions from the Core Box campaign next time. So <laughs> be prepared for a siege. And um, then we have card discussion. Yeah, I wanted to because I was uh, I was noticing this in um, what's it called uh, in the in my Twin Shadows campaign. Two of the two of the new units in Twin Shadows do have um, innate blocks. Like um, what's it called? Boba Fett. He has plus one block and plus one evade without having to roll any dice. It's added to the to the dice results. And the heavy stormtroopers, they have plus one block if they are four or more spaces away from the actual attacker, which is also one of the things that actually doesn't work in the first mission because it's so cramped. (laughs) Um, and the question is, is this, um, is this an, um, like the first, um, the first signs of power creep in the game that some units actually need this? This ad- added defense to withstand enough fire from all of the the new toys, the, the rebels rebel the imperial get to to be viable for more than one round. Is this is this a problem? Will this continue? Do you think so?
1: No, I think uh, they try to have at least no real power creep in the game, and you have to think uh, this stuff has ha- had been designed. ...with the other stuff mm-hmm. at the same time, so... ...this is nothing that just happened, because uh, I guess everything to, I think, Return to Hopf, more or less, was all designed at the you same think, time. Yeah, they think so,
2: they had this time and they planned that they won't get too strong, because if they will add more defense dice, they will go over mm-hmm. the top, that wouldn't be fair, so... Yeah. Adding some defense, uh, just I think can it's make some stronger figures, but not too overpowered.
1: I think we haven't seen like this class of uh, like effects mm-hmm. until now, but they more or less have designed everything at once. So I guess they have designed like five stormtrooper mm-hmm. units in the beginning. And now uh,
0: they're releasing them and now because they the w- packs. Yeah, yeah,
1: okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it could be a sign of Power Creek if su- su- suddenly every unit would have it. Yeah. So we have to look at the units yeah. we know from, from, the, from um, the yeah. Return to Half, and then we could say if there's really a It's power actually creek interesting, in there, but because I guess one of the
0: Wave 4 units doesn't actually have a defense die, if you remember. It's the Penta, the the Panther huge Panther figure. It has It has so much hit points, but yeah. it doesn't have a defense die, which, I don't know... We'll see how this works out in the skirmish. I can't see this being viable in the campaign, because uh, the the rebels have the potential for so much damage with their two activations, and you don't have any any way to heal the bantha, so either you have to, to have two of them in the campaign, or something like that, or have it be invulnerable for a short time, or I don't know, but this Especially the Bantha, I saw this uh, in the, the mission I played recently with my players. The, the offensive potential of the rebels, it's, it's so, lo- so, so much that it's almost unbearable that some of the units you put on the map, they don't live to see the first activation. Because four hit points and a black defense die, or five hit points and a black defense die, sometimes isn't even enough to tide you over to the first activation. This is so crazy sometimes. So, I don't know, I actually... I'm hoping that some sort of power creep comes into the game sometimes after, maybe after half or so, where the units do get stronger. So we don't... um, Yeah, I don't know. The, The units we have now, they are so... Some some of the some of the effects are so specific and so so versatile that they will stay relevant even though new u- new units might be even stronger. <laughs> so like the the imperial officers, they will always be as strong as now, even stronger now, uh, even stronger when they can command figures that benefit from this power creep, and also the the royal guard, which. Uh, give out, give out the, the the protector stuff. Yeah, but but I think
1: one of the important things for having like a balanced tournament uh, scene is to stay quite balanced with the uh, miniatures. There could be of some power creep, but normally they try yeah. to stay balanced. Like an X-wing, they try to have every choice to be a valid tournament choice. So I don't think that we will. S- a plant power creep like in, in, in other games where I have to always to buy the new stuff mm-hmm. to be relevant. I don't think this, this will yeah. this be the case. You still ha- can, uh, can be tricked into buying stuff because you need a command yeah. card or something like that. That's always... And I think they can do more uh, with the level of command cards to put like new command cards out that benefit a certain group of miniatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's the way a power grip could work or could so, be so rebalanced not only so because, power you know,
0: the new figures but also the others the, the older figures via command yeah, cards. yeah that might be
1: they will, I think they always will look at it's, it's still in the beginning and, and at the beginning of uh, Star Wars X-Wing you had like certain lists that were really mm-hmm. powerful and some of them are really still good but They tried to balance it out and when like some miniatures weren't used that at all. Like at the moment nobody uses an X-Wing in tournament scene. So they will have to upgrade or bring out some new upgrades. So the X-Wing is
0: interesting again. Which is like the same as the the Rebel Trooper right now in the core box of Imperials.
1: Exactly, yeah. So there will be some like Rebel-only command cards that are good on Mm -hmm. Troopers. So, But... you have to think that all of the stuff that is released now over the next year is has been designed in the beginning and that they can, you know, get change stuff, get into it, it will be the releases of like, you know, the next yeah, big the box. Next so small program, yes. Because I personally I think they designed uh first box to two small expansions, two big expansion more or less at once. And or had the monsters already designed like like I said they probably had six different Yeah, But, I, but I think Kudos even though even
0: though they, they laid out the the, the general plans for the Which doesn't
1: mean they can, they, can yeah, end, they can end, end. Yeah. which of course doesn't mean they can't uh, change the sets yeah. on them, of course, because if it's not yet printed it's still uh, yeah. changeable and probably still mm-hmm. in playtesting. Yeah, because
0: I, I think uh, the other the only other game i really play heavily from ffg is the lord of the rings card game and there it does have a slight power creep i think it's not it's really not pronounced the stats aren't as inflated as you'd think you'd see in a power creep scenario but uh, what really happened is that some of the effects got really really extremely strong because like global buffs or or stuff that, that that combos really well. This is mm-hmm. this is this is things that make you look ahead into the future for the game. Like uh, we are now playing in the backlog of the of the game with my friends, and we are still not. We only have like half of the 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 the, the story adventures down that that are released until now. About half of them, and. Uh, I, I, I always look ahead to, to cards that will come up in the future packs because they, they, they have some, some effects that seem powerful compared to what we play now. It's not, it's not actually the stats, but uh, interactions with stuff you already have. And this is actually something I really want out of, um, out of Imperial Assault 2, that the newly released uh, figures they have some strange or some unique interactions with all the figures, and this buffs both of them, like, like mm. the, um, I I can't I can't give an example now because I don't think anything of this uh, scenario happened, for at least now. The only thing I I see see right now is like Kane's almost buffing the they lead stormtroopers, which you can you yeah. can attack multiple times with them, and this is very good because they have enough range and whatever. Blah blah blah, it's it's okay, but I, I think releasing some that the general in the in the hof campaign, if he can can buff like other imperial officers, this would be also great. Like if you could mm. make imperial officers more sturdy or whatever. So so making a power creep in this way would also be good. And I don't think if you really could call it power creep then. Because, um, but it should because with new stuff, all of your stuff gets more powerful. So it should be technically powerful. But I, I don't know. I, I kind of look forward to it because I, I probably buy all of the stuff anyway, and I'll play it in skirmish and in I, the campaigns.
1: I, I, I know, so. I know what you mean. But maybe uh, the wording should be different because if you get like new cards and new abilities that interact with. Um, older the stuff and makes all the stuff viable, mm. available or interesting again. I don't know if, if "power creep" is, is the right know, word for it. I think um, I don't know what what would be a better wording for it, but mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Um, but I don't know if "power creep" is the valid description for yeah. it. In 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 Lord of the Rings, it maybe makes a little bit sense because you have all these nightmare scenarios mm-hmm. and very hard scenarios, and of course you need some stuff to even have a chance in one of these yeah. Nightmare Scenario uh, sets.
0: Hendrik, how is this handled in Android? Because you play Android, right?
2: Yeah, in Netrunner in there's um, uh, often the urge to get the new cards because they make some new scenarios very good. We can uh, build a very powerful deck. So it's basically yeah, the same. So in yeah. most cases, you want to get the new cards, so of the big deluxe expansion or so or of the, of the half a year. If you want to play competitive. So if you only play for fun, it doesn't, uh, read, you don't need to mm-hmm. care so much, but uh, if you want to play on tournaments, I think you always want to get the new cards after a few packs when there are new options that you want to do
0: new decks yeah. with, so. It's so there's at least an implicit an implied power creep because you without the new stuff you can play and it's reasonable to play but you will still be behind some of the guys who have the new stuff yeah, and we, also know how to yeah, play the game. Yeah you
2: will be behind in that case yet that you can't play the new deck ideas
0: which many okay. want to do so yes. So do, all, do old decks Perform reasonably against new, new made meta decks in in uh, I think if,
2: if you play very good, you can still play good with a core box only deck. So yes, okay, <laughs> Um but okay. you will be slightly, nice yeah. be slightly behind always, so just a little bit.
1: It's it's yeah. You can just can't use some of the new yeah. combination or new tricks, but. Um, I think t- the good thing about Netrunner is that it's also a great game about bluffing and a yeah. uh, little bit reading your opponent and a rid- li- rid- little bit having fun with <laughs> your opponent. So ha- having good and interesting cards is one thing. And I think important also as Netrunner, what, what deck do you want to play? Because you can make fun thematic decks yeah. and also have... Mm-hmm. yeah, It's it's a f- great game in that ri- respect. and. A great tournament game.
0: Yeah. We will see uh, how the Power Creep in Imperial Assault develops. Uh, I'll, I'm... I don't know if Power Creep, yeah.
1: Maybe I don't know, maybe we can find a better word word for it. Maybe
0: the listeners have a better word for this. (laughs) Just send it to our email. Because... (laughs)
1: I find it always like the, the most boring thread every time like a new thingy comes out everybody is like oh my god this is like so overpowered yeah, because and... This,
0: this is what actually prompted me to to start this discussion now because Boba Fett with his plus one block his plus one evade and his insane mobility he's he's really hard to take down I haven't seen him in, in action in a skirmish scenario I have to see we have yeah. to play someone, something on Vassal because Vassal uh, the vessel plugin was recently updated to two point to the all of the wave two stuff, so we need to play some games there, <laughs> and I, I I need to see if this is really as powerful as it seems to be because in the campaign when yeah. I had control over him he seemed more sturdy than he actually should be because he was a really a really heavy obstacle that the rebels couldn't get past.
1: Yeah. But I I think like some of these top tier guys like Wader, mm-hmm. Boba Fett, um, they all will be like powerful and interesting and all like this. The people you know less about, they mm-hmm. won't be like this cinematic, interesting, tough guy because I don't yeah. think they will make Dengar or like the, the other Sukkus or the other bounty hunters who don't really know the names without Wikipedia, yeah. um, Will be like this, powerful, and I think yeah. Just uh, 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 like just at this moment, they updated an uh, uh, article for X-wing about like uh, how the campaign system and when they should use the new damage deck from the Force Unleashed box. Oh, is
0: there? There's a campaign mode now for X-wing.
1: No, they just have for the tournaments, they have a new uh, um, mm-hmm. damage deck, and they update, they used the Force Awakens set to update the okay. damage
0: deck. Yeah, I don't actually play X-Wing, so this doesn't, I know the damage deck is where yeah. you put damage cards on your, on your fighter, and if it's critical, you turn it over, but, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, they just, they updated it, so it's now okay. more balanced, they have the game now in okay. Free, it's running now for quite a time, and now they used the chance to update some of the so cards this, because they were uh,
0: from now on. Is the are uh, only the new is on the new deck legal in in organized play?
1: Uh, I think it's uh, January from January 2016. Oh, there's still time but you, to but
0: eventually. You have to buy the the Force Awakens core box stuff.
1: Yeah, I think maybe they will will get some way around, so you maybe get. Um, but, but they made it the way that you, well, you get new, There's the only thing it really, you have double if you buy it. I think is you have new dice, new obstacles, mm-hmm. new, new, different upgrade cards from the, uh, other core sets. So more or less it's two core sets now. Okay. The only thing is maybe they sell it somewhere else or people at the, um,
0: Tournament will have the other... Um, I don't think they... I think, damage stacks. I don't decks. think they will be... They will be supplying the damage stack on tournaments. But... Yeah, we'll, we'll see. There's still enough time to get your... X-Wing stuff before the tournaments... Are requiring it.
1: Yeah, but I think they're replaced only with three cards. So maybe...
0: Okay. So... That's about card discussion for this week. And... We will see how Power Creep develops in Imperial Assaults. Still... Reasonable amount of time because we know that hoth will not have that much of a power creep and hoth is still on the horizon far far below the horizon (laughs) i'd say actually so (laughs) yeah i don't know if if they will
1: manage to get it out before no no
0: there's no way um, to get it out before december December. no way. it's not even on the it's not even on in development in on the upcoming page
1: no it's on development hoth
0: on the home page okay yeah Yeah, so
1: Still, where, where, you have to scroll, way down, scroll yeah. down a lot, it's three but months, <laughs> it's three months un-
0: until then, it, there's no way they can get it out in time. There's, I don't, I don't think so. No,
1: I think that the set of on is winter, yeah, but but winter can also be uh, February or March,
2: yeah. so it will be 20 degrees again, I, I think.
1: Yeah, well, winter is coming, but yeah, yeah well, winter is until. End yes. of
0: February, right? It's December until February. Yeah.
1: So Well, well, somebody posted on on um, that Amazon listed it as of March. Yeah, I, I saw that. But normally the Amazon listings are not really I, I'd, reliable. I'd, I'd say in uh, these Amazon cases. listings
0: aren't worth anything. So until yeah,
1: but we get the the uh, wave two point five figures soonish. Two? You mean wave three? Then we get three, right? The, yeah, yeah Wave 3, yeah. whatever it's called, the Stormtrooper and, and the, the V-Pack The uh,
0: Rodians.
1: I think, and, and the Banter, right, and the Alliance smugglers should be here also
0: before Christmas. Yeah, so. they, they will come before Christmas, I think so, because the...
1: Normally, they like to have uh, out a big box yeah, before they, Christmas. They should try to see this it. happening. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 And it's not... Yeah, it would be... It would be they, they should stock up on the core box, actually. Because they, tr- they should try to get out as much core box as they, as they can before the movie hits. Because after the, the kids see the movie, the the core box and everything will be in high demand. And since you can't play the game without yeah, the core box... Int- I, I'm surprised that they
1: only have like the X-Wing tie-in yeah, with the new strange, movie.
0: Right?
1: Because I, I thought there will be more uh, Force Awakened yeah. stuff from them. But... Maybe and we'll since see. Since
0: uh, 4th Friday is already over, yeah. they, they probably don't hold anything back now. So, I, I...
1: Yeah, which yeah, normally they don't like to hold yeah. back stuff because they want to give retailers and people time to uh, order it, to get prepared for I it and know. so on. So. We, we will see.
0: Okay, yeah. so enough card discussion. Um, on to our rules clarifications this week. And this is actually two rules uh, that were cr- clarified this week. Actually, I don't think the first one was really clarified, but let's see. The first one is um, the new card Field General and Lead by Example for um, the new Inspired Leadership deck from Twin Shadows. They have a strange interaction uh, where, let me open up the cards Um, Twin Shadows, these are the small ones. Let's see if I have them here. Um yeah they should be so uh the the card field general is free xp from the inspiring leadership and it reads it's an attachment onto a guardian leader or trooper only exhaust this card you gain executive order which is a special action choose a friendly figure within two spaces that figure may interrupt to perform a move or attack so it's basically turning any Guardian, Leader, or Trooper into an Elite um, Imperial Officer. You can only use it for one figure of this group because you have to exhaust the card. But you can get the Executive Order once. And then you have... uh, Is it Lead by Example? Yes. Yeah. And the second one is Lead by Example, which is a 4 XP card also from the Inspiring Leadership deck which reads, uh, after a figure resolves an order, it may perform a move. And, after a figure resolves an executive order, it may perform a move or attack. And the question was, if you can, when you have an, uh, what's it called? Uh, Either an elite Imperial officer or a unit with the field officer card, and you resolve executive order, if you can attack, resolve executive order, Make another unit t- attack, and then per lead, by example, attack another t- uh, again another time. And I think the consensus on Board Game Geeks, which I will link the thread in the show notes, of course. I think the consensus was that this doesn't allow you to attack three times uh, because it's still a it's still a, wait it's still a, an action that um, that allows you to do an attack, and you can only attack once. Uh, Uh, during your activation this is all for imperial units and for skirmish obviously and let's see yeah uh... wait I have now received a a reply and yes it is fully intended for lead by example to not affect the restriction on attack 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 actions within a turn so, a first at the start of the threat matches the way the game is intended to play That also some written rules. Um, okay, wait. So, uh, Jürgen Pedersen on the BoardGameGeeks forum. Um, yeah, he says you can actually attack twice during your activation Then, So, I read this wrong, sorry. So, with this combination, and he, he sent an email to Fantasy Flight Games, clearing that up. Uh, with this combination, you could actually make an either an elite imperial officer or uh, any figure having field field general attached uh, attack twice a round, and also giving another attack for another figure within two spaces. So this is actually a very tricky combination between the cards, and it's a very good combo in this deck. And I I will try to uh, take advantage advantage of this when I play the, my my twin generals campaign in the last few missions. So, now you know two, and I will link the BoardGameGeek's spread in the show notes. And the second one was actually discovered by one of my players, which plays Saskateft in my campaign. And Saskateft has a, a card, uh, one of her... What's one of her XP cards? Classed cards are called, or is called Gadgeteer. And on the card it says... Uh, Battle Technician can be used up to twice per activation, which is her signature ability uh, giving device tokens to adjacent figures. It's not about this, but the, the second thing Gadgeteer gives you is you can attach one additional modification to each of your weapons. And this is a card for free XP for Saskatech, of course. And my question was if this actually lets you put modifications on weapons that don't have modification bars because how it's worded for me it read that um, if you can attach modifications you can attach one additional modification but if you don't can attach if you can't attach modifications at all to this card to this weapon then you can't use gadgeteer to get in a free additional or a free slot to 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 mod the weapon and i was actually shut down on this by paul and he clarified that this actually gives you the ability to mod weapons that don't have any uh, modification slots uh, from, from themselves. So, you can technically get a, what's it called, the, the, the rifle from the tier, tier 3 deck which is called, I'll have it here, a DX something, I forgot its name, DXR6 which is the rifle who has plus 6 accuracy uh, base level and is attacking with 2 red dice and has the Surge Ability uh, plus two damage and the Surge Ability pierce two. And it's the only downside to this weapon is that it can't actually a- attach anything to it because it doesn't have any attachment bars. bars. But with Saskatev's Gadgeteer, she can take this weapon and put any attachment on it. So it, the, the weapon is that much more stronger. If you attach a tacti- tactical display on it, you get plus two damage to its results for free for one attack on your turn. So, this can actually be very strong for Saskia. So, keep an eye out on Saskia in the late game when she has access to awesome amounts of modifications. So, these are the rules clarifications for this week. And they are a little bit confusing. And I also opened up a, a board BoardGameGeeks thread uh, for Saskia Teft and Gadgeteer. And I will link it in the show notes, like always. And this is brings us to the last point of our show today, which is the contest. Um, since I don't have anything prepared, and I was late, I wasn't actually lazy, but I had I had not enough time to prepare anything more special. Uh, we will do it this way, la- uh, and uh, you can win um, two alternate art Elite Trend Ocean Hunter cards, the private cards, of course, and. Additionally to that, you get uh, an Imperial Assault dice bag, like the, the dice bag you get if you uh, place one to three on a, on a skirmish tournament with the, the skirmish kit the Fantasy Flight sends out. And all you have to do for this is to like and share the, for the Facebook post uh, for this podcast, for this episode. And each, each of the, the two different uh, things you can do, the like and the share, will count as one submission. So you can actually submit your name twice if you like and share. So if you want to have a higher chance of winning the stuff, just like and share. Uh, if you just want to like it, just like it. And uh, so don't forget to get to go to our Facebook page, like the, the entry for this episode of the podcast, and you will have a chance to win. Alternate Trend Ocean Hunter cards. I have to say though, they will be a bit strange if you get them, if you don't read German, because I got the German version of them, because the the Skirmish tournament I was taking part in, and where I won them, was actually a German tournament, so uh, you get the German version of the Elite uh, Ocean Hunter Alternate Art card. But since the, the abilities on them should be very familiar to you, shouldn't be a problem anyway. It could be a strange alien yeah, language it's, to it's you. It's that much more rare because the.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the <der> Schnitzelhund, when he shoots with the. It sounds
0: strange when you say it,
1: even yeah. though I know you. With the Schrotflinte, yeah.
0: It sounds really strange when you say it, even though I know. Mach da Schaden. Yeah, I <laughs> speak regular
1: German. <laughs> 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 se. 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 <laughs> <Jäger>. German.
0: Se. 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 <laughs> okay, so um, that's what you can win this week. Uh, just like and share the post on uh, our Facebook page. And our Facebook page, if you haven't already known, uh, is uh, facebook.com Isn't slash awesome. pages slash board wars. And I will uh, also link this in the... Or is it uh, I think board-wars it's boardwars.eu board-wars. too. Yes. It's just boardwars. I have it. I have the old version in the show notes. So it's facebook.com slash boardwars. <laughs> Um, you can also find it in the search bar, so no worries there. Uh, if you want to click on the di- direct link to the Facebook page, go to the website <laughs> to be a bit certain. <laughs> and uh, the website is, of course, boardwars.eu or www.boardwars.eu. And if you want to write an email for whatever reason, if you want to join the show or if you want to join our online campaign on Roll20, write us at bo- podcast at boardwars.eu and uh, we will see about that so that's it for today's episode uh, Hendrik any last words for any from you?
2: last words no, I hope we can continue the campaign soon maybe next week so play another level where yes, the Rose yes, can
1: win sorry about yesterday I should have wrote you that I uh, already had
0: plans yesterday yeah we just we just didn't play sorry. I also didn't announce it on the Facebook page so it wasn't that big of a deal anymore. yeah
1: I should give you probably my cell phone number for yeah, uh, for next time yeah because when I'm away yeah, away from the computer so you just can like call me and confirm yeah. so you don't have to wait.
0: The the alternative uh, would be that you finally get a smartphone and uh, be an Yeah. A- <laughs> finally <laughs> I think the, the cell phone <laughs> number was
2: for using the mobile messenger <laughs> not for calling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And using my uh, my pager of course. Yeah, well, you have a pager. My now. pager number yeah, of course. I'm <laughs> living in early 90s. Yeah, what is
0: this the early 90s or what?
1: <laughs> okay. And also, <laughs> I can send you a pigeon, and then you write a letter yeah, yeah, the, the on famous, a small piece the of paper, yeah. and the pigeon will fly to Graz again. Yeah.
0: So. Okay. So um, yeah, next week we will probably continue our online campaign, and we will, uh, since the the selection of the next side mission is a bit tricky, we will do the selection live next time because I will give the Rebels a chance to re- redo their decision to play the next, uh, to, to select the next side mission, but more on that during the next live stream or the next video. So, uh, Herwig, last words from you. Uh, I
1: posted an interview with Sam Witner on uh, our Facebook page. Uh, go watch it, it's quite interesting. And he's the he's a voice actor in some of the animated shows. Oh, yes, and yeah. Uh, also, he played uh, was like motion captured for Force Unleashed for being a uh, uh, Star Killer, uh, Wader's apprentice, and what? yeah, it would be interesting. Oh,
0: okay, yeah, now uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I was for the Force Unleashed for the game games. Done. Now
0: it's really Force Unleashed, but lo- because last time you said Force Unleashed, you actually yeah, yeah, I meant, meant Force, Force Awakened. Awakened.
1: <laughs> but um, where the uh, first order order meets, it's Star Killer base, so. It still could be that his character is still canon or not. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's a nice interview about the movies and uh, animated shows Mm -hmm. and the return of Darth Maul, which he voiced in the Clone Wars series. Yeah. The Spider Maul. The
0: Spider Maul. Yeah, that's a that's a strange story.
1: (laughs) I hope we never ever see that model. But yeah,
0: that's a strange story. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I don't actually have any last words because I talked all day now. Um, so if you want to reach us, go to Facebook, go to the homepage, go write us an email and you are good. You can have my Patreon number. <laughs> yeah, you, can have a, you can have our Patreon number if you still live in the 90s. Yeah,
1: we can talk about the exciting news that George Lucas maybe is doing episode one on my Patreon. <laughs> yeah. <yeah>. send,
0: <laughs> send me an email Back if you the want a pizza roll. <laughs> 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 okay, that's Pizza Rolls are pizza great. Pizza rolls are great, yeah. Okay, so that's it for episode thirteen of Borders, and we'll see us about in next week if you watch the only campaign or in two weeks if you're just listening to the podcast. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Ah, I should stop the recording. Jesus Christ.